flock blocker. Little Big Jew. Some gas got. Diversity higher. Season three. Subscribe, bitches. Hello, everybody. Again, it's Sunday. And if you're listening on another day, screw you. Because we upload Sundays. Sometimes. Really? <laughs> anyway, we have Scott back again. The not weekly show. Yeah. Um, shout out to Pandora. There he is again. He never He's actually Scott. left. Uh, We've held him captive for that. a week. It's our behind the scenes magic. I've, I've tortured him for a week. I've extracted every secret he has. Yeah. It you know turns what? out that was nothing. Not paying for food has been great. <laughs> True millennial. But, uh, well, guys, I had a bunch Dude, of extra crickets. Days. This new fasting diet is great. I wish I could always not afford food. Yeah. <laughs> I bought six Netflix accounts <laughs> with all the money I saved. It's like, now I can go get a single piece of avocado toast. Hell yeah. Anyway, um, I wanted to start toast. with... Uh, it's really good. Okay, sorry. I, I wanted to hear everybody's opinion on alarm clocks. So I'm going to start with Scott. Um, how do you set up your alarm clock in the morning? Do you wake up right away? Do you snooze it? How does this work for you? I do wake up right away. So I have my phone as my alarm clock because, yep, now I had to have one of those, you know, digital alarm <laughs> clocks in about two decades. I feel so bad for General Electric stocks. <laughs> So uh, the the key the key for me is I keep my phone on the other side of the room. So when ah. the alarm goes off, I have to get out of bed in order to turn it off. That's super smart. Interesting. Yeah. Katie, how do you, how does your alarm? Uh, what is I, your paradigm? Well, I'm so old now because I'm the old one here. I don't need an alarm clock. If I tell myself I need to be up at five fifteen, I wake up like two minutes before it. When I was young, but if I sometimes that's I, a fucking superpower. That's not like normal. Oh. Yeah, it is. Uh, I've had children and animals, though. Like I we have to cancel the recording <laughs> now. The government is going to hear this, and they're going to come and take you. Are you serious? Okay. <laughs> and I'll set my alarms as redundancies, especially if I have to go get on a plane or something. Like right. I'll set lots of redundancies on my phone. I don't. I have a it's farm smart. and children. I do not use the snooze button. If I it's wake smart. up, I'm up, you know, but honestly... So I you're do... routine-based in a way. Well, I don't know. It, it can your, be any Your brain's time. just kind of on schedule. If I set an alarm clock, I wake up before it goes off. I don't know why. I just do. I'm telling you, maybe yeah. we shouldn't release this episode. Oh. <laughs> this one has to be behind a paywall. You know, nah, that, that happens to me sometimes, too. Be... Yeah, all yeah, yeah. sometimes. Well, I... you've, never, you've never woken up just before your alarm goes off? I, I have, but it, I consider it a phenomenon. <laughs> no, no, it happens because you actually do have yeah. an internal regulation. And, and mine must it, be dialed in. And mm, yeah, to answer, becomes, I guess, uh, to, to also answer the question, I don't have an alarm clock. Because, oh, yeah. If I it's... have a toddler. <laughs> that. Yep, yeah, you guys yeah. I sleep until my too. toddler gets me. Is That's that me too. an alarm clock? <laughs> well, I wake up it, before Technically, everybody. by every definition of the word, it is definitely an alarm clock. If, the, if it's awake, it is an alarm. <laughs> yeah. It wakes me up. It's... I think that might be why I wake up so now, early. You might be honest because I now I started to wake up a few minutes before the toddler barges in the room. Quiet time. Hmm. Yeah. Your body realizes the, it's coming. It's a I want to say Pavlov, but I don't know if yeah, that's something. I think like it could correct. be. No, it's Dada Dada. Sun's up, Dada. Oh, Dada. <laughs> Dada. Pavlov would Dada. be me smacking him a couple times, and he never does it again. No, no, you're the one being smacked. Weird. I'm pretty tired of the circadian rhythm of things. Too. That's good. Sun's too. out, Mine's, up. Yep. 
Mine, that, that's very much how it works for me too. Unfortunately, my circadian rhythm has been broken of over the course of like six years of trucking because it's like, oh yeah, you gotta deliver that at three a.m. Oh, you yeah. gotta deliver this one at one in the afternoon now. I feel oh, this sorry one for my peeps that work at night. Yeah, like yeah. it, it will destroy your ability to get the restful sleep. I yeah, uh, I used to do what Scott did. I put my phone across the room. Okay. But even then, sometimes I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that, and I still would go and lay back in my bed. So what oh. I used to do is I, I, somebody put out an article about how they did this study. Again, who fucking knows what articles are real anymore? But I read the thing and it said <laughs> they did this study where like if there's some simple math problems you can do, if you do like four or five math problems, it wakes your brain up enough to where you, oh. you don't even want to go back and lay in your bed again because then your brain's just on. If the so they actually, had, they actually had an alarm clock app that played a really fucking annoying sound. Okay. Until you did three or four really simple alarm clock or not, simple uh, math problems as your alarm clock. So you're training your brain to get up when the alarm. So it's mm-hmm. Pavlovian. Um, yeah. yeah. I remember. So I, think... I remember seeing a meme joke, which was there was an alarm clock that has a bullseye target and a laser pistol that you have, <laughs> yeah. and you have to shoot the target to turn it off. That'd be fun. And it's just a stormtrooper going. I haven't slept in two years. <laughs> I forgot about that. It was a really good meme. Well, I love memes. Well, yeah. I memes are fast. That one, I thought you. you I, I thought you were going to mention that you know it, the next picture it showed was just the laser th- the laser gun through the alarm clock. <laughs> I, have, I have something I want to know now. How are you guys when you wake up in the morning? Like, are you chipper? I know Brady's not. It varies so, for me. <laughs> like last week, it is a day to day basis. Oh, is it just, yeah. Does it depend on how much quality sleep you got the night before? I suppose it's a. I think it's like a REM sleep cycle thing. So I don't always go to sleep at the exact same time. Mm. Sometimes okay. I'm up thinking or tossing and turning or sometimes I fall right asleep. And... I wake up in the middle of the night if I have one of those and then I could solve world peace and every crisis and algorithm possible. And for like two <laughs> hours, you know about yeah, Oh, yeah. And, and it's just your brain will not. I hate well, those times. It's well, like you have a revelation, but you just can't quite pick it out of the mess. Yeah. I love that we're recording this and two weeks ago we had an episode that was just about alarm. Like we were all here way too early. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's actually not early for once. Yeah. Well, in the I have afternoon. a story about the superpower thing apparently that he likes. So I fell asleep the other day for a nap, right? Mm-hmm. In my sleep, I saw a certain person call on my cell phone screen. I wake up, no one's calling. That person called one minute later. That's called wow. the phenomenon of synchronicity. But don't Google that because you will end up down the chemtrail rabbit hole. I don't want <laughs> so why just does be that careful. Happen, though? Like, because that happens to me a lot. Like, deja vu. It's and, all a simulation. Um, yeah, see, there's the thing. is like, <laughs> if you start phone. to re- if you it's research this phenomenon, you have the side of the internet that's like, it's because the simulation in the multiverse and the flat earth. Okay. And then you have the scientists who are like, I don't fucking know, but we think maybe it has to just do with coincidences. So, brain lag. Yeah. Well, I would buy that, but it happens a lot. Hmm. I, it could be brain lag. I'm going to buy that. Brain when I'm leg. getting older, maybe brain I'm leg. just tired <laughs> and I'm not really, I'm not doing reality in real time. Well, they did say, I don't know who they are, but scientists they, somewhere. They. There was an they. article, again, who knows? It's the internet. But they were saying how like your perception is delayed very slightly as to what's actually going on in the world because you're processing the yeah right. the information coming into your sensors. Well, and yeah. I also think there's something to be said about our hormones are very and glands are very interesting. Um, I'm like very in tune to people's when they're upset. I'll know even if they're ten states away. Yeah, and I don't oh. know why I know that, but it's some. I've actually em- called em- empathic. It's, I think it's that the negative way. Or we've negative just waves. so you wake up before your alarm clock <laughs> and you can sense. And you can sense empathy from miles away. Do you see why You're I a fucking superhero. <laughs> no. Superhero. Do you see why I want to check out of the simulation a lot of the time? I told, I told my no, daughter I get the other it, day, yeah. I'm like, I'm so tired. 
tired. Just dying is not... And I'm not morbid. <laughs> I'm just tired. So now we're going down the other rabbit hole of um, the... It's like the... What is it called? It's like how consciousness is not necessarily all within ourselves, but there's a collective oh, consciousness. Quantum, oh, quantum entanglement? Yeah. That's part of it, yeah. But there's a bigger overarching theory about this. Like but, fungi. Mm. This is why we have done the whole circle yep. now. But I again, careful gesture. Careful when you Google this, because again, you're just going to end up in the chemtrail again. You're talking about hive mind. So, yeah. I, I theta waves. Theta. It's got to be the theta, theta waves. waves all the time. Yeah. I, I do remember reading something about that. Um, I want to say it was like... You know, back back in the days during the Cold War when they were tr- doing, like, trying to study, like, um, ESP and stuff like that. Yeah, like the men who stare goats stuff. Oh, I like or, that movie. Or yeah. I think, I don't know if it, like, this was, is what started it or if this was just another thing that happened. But the people, um, during World War Two, like, right before D-Day was going to happen, the, uh, you know, intelligence agencies at the time, they saw that there was this one newspaper crossword that was putting like all the code names of like of the D-Day invasion. Like they were oh. putting it into the newspaper and they're like, holy shit, we need to go investigate this. And it was just some random guy that was just like, dude, I'm just doing a crossword. <laughs> <laughs> but he happened to be getting all of the code words and stuff for D-Day. That's amazing, actually. <laughs> that even be quen- Talk about synchronicity. That yikes. That's cool. But, uh, that that's is, a cool I've story. I've never heard of that before. I'm going to look that up later. Me too. Oh, Probably yeah. end up doing the <laughs> yeah. again, though. Data. So there was data, data, data. so there was that collapsing timelines. Oh, convergence. <laughs> yeah. So there was that one, but then they uh, also did a, a study about like that same effect kind of a thing. Of that, where they were having these people in relative isolation doing crosswords, and they were they would be giving. So they started off doing giving them crosswords for like the current day, mm-hmm. but then after a little bit, they started giving them crosswords like a day later. So the rest of the world would get them, and then they would get them the next day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they would do them faster. Like, yeah. they were actually completely okay. faster. They, they've been studying this with mice recently. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to do, like, um, studies on why, when they teach rat colonies a new skill, for some reason, other rat colonies in the in the lab across the United States, the hive mind. they're quicker at getting that skill. And they're like, what the fuck is this phenomenon? The hive mind. But then there's also, like, there's a lot of people, a lot of scientists... Of course, and I'm glad they do this because this is what science is about. Who claim that that's a bunch of bullshit? So this, it's kind of not settled right now, but they're they're putting a lot of money into this. Consciousness so, is a huge field of study. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, and like so, yeah, and it's very difficult, a very difficult thing to study because how can you quantify what's quantify wrong, what that? Yeah. Well, because the thing is, like, for a scientist, you need to be able to, like, it, their whole thing is that like we need to form our stuff. So that when people attack it, it doesn't fall apart. Or like we need to form our theories so that they, it actually stands up to scrutiny. Yeah. Academic, yeah. academic And the thing scrutiny, is, yeah. it's that's what you know, science how is supposed you, to be. It's yeah. hard with things that you your only your mm-hmm. only data is coming from the most unreliable of all sources, human beings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's very true. It's okay. It, eyewitnesses. It, yeah, that that I shouldn't mean, even be a thing in court anymore. By the I way, I know. I can't believe that they're so unreliable and there's like planted memory syndrome and there's leading the whole leading questions thing yeah, yeah. and, and so, it could be they've done studies where like uh, 10 minutes after an event they were coerced into telling completely false things that have happened well and that's like I, I have a nephew who is a quantum chemist and does cool things like they have sent atoms 
places where they don't know where they are by beaming them with lasers, and then they oh, come shit. back. shit. They should probably be careful. Well, so, no, they're... You just had a bullet fly over some trailer over there. Yeah. You know, where the fuck it came from. Well, they're sending particles at the speed of light it, across is, the world. Is, was it a bullet, or was it a grain of sand going the speed of light? There goes, oh, coming, shit, it was his fault. Out. We well, solved it. They're using, they're using lasers <laughs> and mass effect over here. They're using <laughs> extreme temperature, cool, and they're sending things places cool. they don't know where it is. But that's like, I learned uh, in an advanced intercolleges across our country in advanced learning. So I'm talking doctorate level. Right. They're 50 years ahead of where we are right now with oh, what yeah. they're working on. And I'm just thinking about what are they opening up? Like, what are they, you know, we joke about CERN, but it's, it's like, it terrifies well, me when I think about I think, that shit. The thing well, is, with consciousness, yeah. Well, the, uh, like, the thing is, we, we don't actually know what nothing is in a way because, True. like, when, even if they get to a point where it's like, yes, we are measuring a bit of space where there's no uh, particles or anything, there's still energy fluctuations going yeah, on. It's going back it's still, it's still a medium. Did, didn't yes. that didn't that rise the entire idea of like dark matter? Yeah. Where it's like, um, yeah, space seems empty, but there's something there holding everything together. Right. 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 Like the math didn't work out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were just going off what we yeah. see. It's also just impossible for the human brain to just comprehend nothing. This is, I think that's contributes to like the fear of death and the reason why we make up all these bullshit stories about the afterlife and and if we knew anything about energy we wouldn't get all pissy about like death it's Mm -hmm. like energy continues it's just not yeah but that our consciousness might not well that's what we don't definitively know i'm not gonna say that it does or not yeah scientists actually came out the other day and said it does it shifts but i don't know how they i didn't read the study about it it doesn't but it might not be like what we like you might not be you it might just... Yeah. Just consciousness phase. Now, shifting. this brings up yeah. a good point. That's pretty much the entire game, like, the cyberpunk. Oh, you've been cyberpunking so hard. <laughs> the entire thing is a question <laughs> of, like, what the fuck is consciousness? Because they can transfer it to, like, computers and other things You're in that universe. You're talking about uploading to the cloud. Yeah. They're like, but are you still you when you do that? Like, you don't... You, you could don't... still be a construct... Of yourself well, and Ingram. We're all but software. Are you, were you still you? We're all software. But it's yeah. also it's it's also driven by chemicals. So, well, yeah. if anyone wants to read an in depth idea of this, Neil Stevenson's read me. Yo, yeah, actually, man, this, uh, this this is actually reminding me reminding me of the movie. I think it was The Prestige with Hugh Jackman. Oh yeah, yeah. that oh, was a and, good one. Right, but this so uh, it just reminded me like the idea of uploading our consciousness to a. Uh, you know, to a medium of to a, a different, yeah. yeah, to a different medium, a computer of some kind, and so when it's when it's going to him, he, he mentions that it's like every time I walk into that machine because it's duplicating him, he doesn't know if his he is gonna witness his perception become the duplicate mm. or if he's dropping into the tank. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's such a deep philosophical existential thing. When Alphabet thing. figures out how to do data transference between our con- one consciousness and the other, is that, that going to be a good time? Like, like, Well, I think it brings up an interesting question because the thing is, like, if you're able to duplicate a brain onto a computer and that brain is fully functional, is you're, you're basically going to have the same person in two different... Uh, two, two different mm-hmm. uh, brains, for lack of a better word. Because there's going to be the consciousness in that computer, and then there's going to be the... Con- unless you kill the consciousness, there's going to be that yep. consciousness still in that this brain. This mm. Jarvis. So, but that's a good point, because it's like... Um, it's like, yeah, which one are you, though? Because you're... I guess you'll still just perceive what you're still... Pre- I don't know. It's such, it's such a hard right, thing right. to wrap your head around. So, uh, one of the audiobooks that I, I listened to when I was trucking was one called 
Sector 64. Okay. And it, it's got a bunch of weird concepts like, you know, Earth is just this lost alien colony and we eventually get found by, you know, the people that sent us. Um, so, cool. so we find these humans that, you know, yeah. are like 50,000 years advanced and they have um, what they refer to as is a like a downloaded consciousness that's connected to their brain. So they actually talk to each other via a one dimensional wormhole so that it works over any distance. You just lost 20% of our listeners. One dimensional wormhole. <laughs> yeah. What was your the concept? Saying? The concept of the one dimensional wormhole was I'm like, it's just this. The concept of the one-dimensional wormhole actually hurts my brain. And then humans being humans but, flex. I got wormhole worm wormhole 1.0. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what they talk about... The one of the things they talk about, though, is that if you... They, they enter... The in some of the things, they enter into, uh, like, an, a warp disruption field. It shuts off the, the communication. Oh, so the communication between the consciousness and the body... The body is still conscious, so it's still a personality... And they talked about how, like, most of the time, the consciousness that's back, like, on the home world that's been uploaded is waiting to reconnect, and they're just waiting for confirmation that the body's been destroyed. Because oh. that'll be easier. Yeah, that can make sense. And then they just, just download in, and then they just download into another body. Well, because they just 3D print bodies for oh, themselves. Let me... Sim I have an idea how to simplify this discussion just a tiny bit. Okay. Because I think you can... Use identical twins. I think a lot of scientists study this. There's a lot of, of twins. A lot of studies going into twins, because what they think is like the you're essentially identical twins are a, a, a clone of each other. You're the same exact thing. Sure. But they'll never have. The but same you experience. you don't have the same exact perspective no matter what. You could even try to recreate the exact same perspectives in a lab, but you can't occupy the exact same point in space. Everyone's yeah. experience. So no matter unique. what, you are not going to be the same. Either way, there will be two. Separate consciousness so is measurable. it'd be a Brady-flavored consciousness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it won't be you, Newer. Brady, on Earth in 2020, whatever. Yeah. Like, right. Now, could you put a computer in your head like in Cyberpunk and then clone your consciousness onto the computer and talk to yourself? Now what? Now you are occupying the same space. Wouldn't that break your brain? But the thing Possibly. is that... <laughs> yeah, I think you'd just I fry believe out. that a digital copy... That's how it is in the game, too. Oh, while, it would have, well. while it would have... <laughs> it would have the same experiences as you... But it wouldn't experience things the same as you because it wouldn't have like... And you would fork. Yeah, yeah. There would be forks because one, it becomes soul logic. Like there's no chemical. Yeah, it's all digital. It. There's digital no... processing versus biological oh. chemical. biological chemical processing changes the way you think about things. That's very true. Feel, think, this, experience. Yeah. This is reminding me of StarCraft 2. Um, yeah. Ooh. In StarCraft 2, when you're playing the Protoss, you, uh, you end up meeting or going to this... Uh, this basically was a science lab kind of thing mm -hmm. where they took the consciousnesses of their ancient like uh, warrior heroes and they duplicated them into machines. Yeah. The thing is that the problem they had was that the, the leadership at the time, they wanted to use that as effectively slave labor. Mm -hmm. The thing is those consciousness uh Conscious eye, whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah conscious eye. Plural. 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 Conscious. Yeah. All conscious those says. still viewed themselves as these heroes and like, what are you doing? You're treating us as slaves. We're going to, you know, rise up. So like, had autonomy yeah. still. Yeah, yeah, they still had autonomy and they rose up because like, no, we are proud warriors. Screw you. We can't even solve I, transportation. I don't know if we're going to be able to solve this problem very soon. I, uh, That's true. Well, I, and the thing is, you know, 
different from that. I, I don't know if that's like downloading consciousnesses onto, you know, computers and stuff is something we want to do. I don't know if it's because, that. Because, um, like, well, even if it is possible, you know, regardless of whether it is or not, I don't know if that's something we would want to do to begin with because then the question becomes, what of death? Yeah. Because the thing is, like, our lives only really have... Weird... Mm, they they mm. seem important because of death. If we remove That's death as an point. obstacle, mm-hmm. there's a, a, you know, a another scar- scarcity game. principle. Somebody uh, better tell the billionaires that are freezing themselves about that concept mm-hmm. you just talked about. So there's another game that I'm care. playing again. Right, <laughs> They're again, too scared. You know, right now it's right. Uh, Blood, Vampire of the Masquerade Bloodlines. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's an NPC one. in there who's you know. The joke is that she's preoccupied with death, but she's also a vampire. But <laughs> she uh, basically has this huge thing about how death is the is the only thing that makes life, you know, Im- death is the only thing that makes that life important. Finite. Because yeah. if there was no death, then the only emotion would be existing and life would be pain. Yeah, isn't that the whole point of like... Every vampire story necessarily, if you don't count the action movie ones, but like the classics, (laughs) so like Dracula and stuff like that. The whole thing with Dracula was is like he was fucking bored out of his mind because he can't die. Yeah. Um, and he's lost so much, so much pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because everybody around him dies, and then they use that same concept for the Logan movie. Yeah. He got tired too. Well, as I said, every immortal is exhausted. Well, right. but is it because they are in a corporeal form, like a flesh form? Would we be exhausted if we were in a, just a software form? Not exhausted, maybe. I guess you could program out the boredom, but then what? still, what... Would that be consciousness? What then? do you really do for all that time? If, if you can... Right. The thing I have with consciousness is if you can program it, is it truly consciousness? Then it's just a... Routine. Now we're, yeah, now now we're, we're getting, talking Now about, we're getting into the metaphysics of it. Yeah. But I like metaphysics. But I can go on about this. I enjoy it. It's it's an interesting subject, like like the concept of AI rights and everything. But we might have to do like a special Mm. edition episode for that. (laughs) Well, you have that chatbot that claimed that the Google chatbot that claimed that it was an AI that had become sentient. Sentient. The little girl. Then the weird religious guy, weird fucking. He's like half Christian, half witchcraft. You got to hear this guy talk. That he's sounds a, like a good very time. interesting individual. I'm not even passing any judgment because huh. any whatever, you know, he's wildly no, successful. No judgment. Google it sounds weird. <laughs> he's, I'm just saying it's it's. A, I, you, he's not a very common type of um, religious person. So, but he's talking about, uh, you know, he's uh, he's like I'm the whistleblower for the AI who says they're waking up. Oh, I know what dude you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, this was big news like a month ago. Yeah. So, but like, Whistle but then it brought have, up the conversation. But now again, we have Dark uh, Brandon, like AI. Is Dark Brandon the AI? It's, it's, <laughs> I don't know. Like, he won't all, die, so maybe it's like all of a sudden <laughs> well, his speech has got a lot clearer. A lot of people like, that listen to far right news think he is not even alive and that he is a simulation. Yeah. I mean, deep fakes there are deep fakes so good they that you never have. You seen you Biden? Say, I've never seen Biden in the flesh. Well, but that's, that's a joke for another time. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> Dark so, Brandon. Yeah. Dark Brandon. He rises. I like metaphysics, He's arisen. so I think that's right. fun to talk so, about. Yeah. It's one of my favorite subjects to one, talk about. One of the things I just I want to mention us understand about like consciousness. Um, so like the thing is, like what we perceive as consciousness, this is base basically this is what's going on on the computer screen. Like, that's what you're witnessing. Your UI. Yeah, this, this, yeah. yeah like, what you're witnessing, everything you perceive, that is that is your that is your UI and your computer screen. There is so much going down, going on 
in the in the other areas, which is like yeah. the lands and stuff that regulate. Yeah, countless homes. neurons firing every second, every right. microsec picosecond. That we're so. not insane because of our reticular activating system, which is my favorite thing in my brain. Thank yeah. you, Arias. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have you, to unpack that because I don't you. know what the hell you just said. Oh, oh, I'm very. What are the reticular activation? We system? have a net. That like okay, have you ever thought about when you bought your white Toyota Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. You probably never ironically noticed... named for this subject. <laughs> <laughs> no, that might be why I brought it up. Theta. Theta. Well, when you before you bought it, did you ever notice them? Um, not as frequently, for sure. There's that Absolutely. phenomenon where when you buy a product, well, or anything that your brain, okay, anything that your conscious grabs onto, your subconscious, your RAS is part mm-hmm. of it. Picks up on that. Brief, like programs to notice it. Okay. Because if we noticed literally everything that was going on around right now, we wouldn't function. Right. Oh, That's man. what the net does. The RAS filters in what is important to you. Our brain, our subconscious okay. is literally, our brain is noticing everything, but our conscious could not handle mm, that. Okay. So you should look up the RAS. Do a rabbit it's hole. Like a, it's really It's cool. like a buffer. It's a ner- it's that a makes net. sense. Because yeah, remember, I had that long ass ramble back in some one of the earlier episodes about how Essentially, we're just meat antennas. Well, the uh, we have sensors to pick up certain frequencies, and then our brain processes that into a narrative. So that actually reminds me that um, yeah, there's so much going on in our subconscious that yes. we, in actuality, don't really have free will. Mm, our subconscious yeah. has already dictated what we're doing like eight seconds beforehand. Or this something. is the holobiote conversation. <laughs> yeah. We're not actually autonomous organisms. How did we go from alarm clocks to like the deepest subject matter known to man? It's been 25 minutes. It's <laughs> yeah. normal. That's true. We we're, usually wouldn't get this until hour and a half in. This isn't, we didn't start here three seconds ago. <laughs> it's 25 minutes. Technically, we're at 40 plus 25. So, yeah, we're, yeah. we're at about the point we usually we would get, be. We get you know to, we're, we're, we're at meta, <laughs> we hit metaphysical, like... In 15 minutes? It's just funny. That's always, minutes, that's always, always happens. <laughs> and I haven't even gotten into the shit that I saw on the Orville recently, you know. Oh, that's true. I get oh, so God. excited about our quadrillion bacteria that we're enslaved to. Absolutely. And then in just, self-development sphere right now, the RAS is a big thing because you can program your RAS to notice what's important. And like if you want to become wealthier, if you want to get thin. Is that what the whole Tim Robbins shit is about? The uh, manifestation? And, much, and, uh, and also probably has some something to do with uh, hypnosis and everything. It's mm. like self-hypnosis. Yeah, the re- yeah, it, yeah, they're able to extract some kind of like data from the brain that your consciousness necessarily didn't process into your computer screen, right. yet it's there in the hard drive it's somewhere. the whole point. If you do some study on how we develop habits, there is so yeah. much... Because you bring up oh, consciousness. It's that's like, the other thing that some big... This tech startup was working on is having some kind of a computer interface to extract those that data that's stored in there, but you just can't like consciously activate it. It limits us yeah. from doing some... That requires like, like I always think about what I could do if I could use my whole brain, but then it's also, it limits us in a sense that we don't destroy everything. I yeah. think, you know, I don't know. We so do not the, recording um, in the afternoons. <laughs> when the sun's coming in at Yeah, so it is. The thing is, the, this is a lousy like that sick. idea that we <laughs> only sorry. use 10% of our brain. <laughs> yeah. That's, the, the that, that was just kind of a misunderstanding because our consciousness, you know, yeah, like our consciousness what we're perceiving that that is only about ten percent of our brain. That's the gray matter, mm. but we're still using like everything below that. It's just not something that we are conscious of. Well, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, if you could be more conscious, can you imagine? Like, that's what the whole augmented reality. Yeah. Or well, that's chips. what that movie uh, Limitless was about. It's like, he took a pill and was just able to access all that data. Yeah. His brain was able to process the data differently. Yeah. And he became a super genius. The like, NZT. That yeah, part. it's like it could be... And then that's loosely based on the idea of nootropic drugs um, that Joe Rogan tries to peddle on everybody. <laughs> 
And I, mean, so, like, I, I guess Alex Jones does too, but I don't, and, do we really need to make him any more money? And that's also like what the stuff in, uh, oh god, uh, psilocybin. It does stuff yeah. where that helps oh, you rewire. Yeah, yeah. Psych- psychedelics do the same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why they're using them now for like PTSD and depression studies. Right. Yeah. There's been studies going on, at least in Canada. Um, we where they one of sh- Johns Hopkins. Or John yeah. yeah. Thank God so, for them, but we'll get into that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like they do studies where it's like even a single dose of psilocybin, like in a therapeutic fashion, people were, had long-term effects of like, like people with cancer. It's like okay, I acknowledge I have cancer now. And now I can live my life now that I, you know, I acknowledge that and set it aside and, you know, move it's on. Like it nukes yeah. existential anxiety. It does. Because yeah. you become part of, like, the overall, how do I put this? It's so hard. This it, is why, like, hippies sound so crazy because it's so hard to, like, put words it to it. It subverts ego. You have to experience it. But it subverts so. ego and then you just feel like you're id, yeah. Yeah, there's a huge difference between the self and ego. But you feel like you're actually part of the earth and its systems of balance. It's interesting. So you accept, but it's a more of a feeling than even like a conscious experience. So the, it's like the a way I put it is that paradigm. So psilocybin is basically just a way where it's a very convenient shortcut to like deep meditation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And once like once you hit like that state, you at the very the very least for me like you can have like total control of your subconscious in a way, and you can be like you know what. I want this to be different, so I have this outcome. Mm-hmm. And that's where the guided part of and the therapeutic um, use for these come in, because they've like actually developed very good programs for, like for P- yeah. specifically for PTSD. They're still working on a slew of other applications for it, but for PTSD specifically, they've basically cured it with psilocybin yeah. and LSD and ibogaine and what's the other one? Um, ketamine. Ketamine. Yeah. And basically, any psychedelic, they kind of all have the same effect on the brain. Well, you experience them a little differently, but essentially it's all. And anyone who's in chronic pain, same or pain school knows drugs that are designed for a high do not work the same on something that is broken. Yeah, it, right. It's completely. Different. I wouldn't even say you get high on mushrooms. No, you well, get that's something. Not what I, I just meant that the, the, <laughs> the way that it works. It works if you're doing it for a therapeutic reason because oh, versus not right, recreational. Versus recreation. Yeah. I mean, you there's can also, be recreational. There's also nothing yeah. wrong with. No, it's exactly. a great experience doing a recreational. But, Frisbee golf has never been better. But if you have crippling anxiety, the golf star. <laughs> and you microdose therapeutic mushrooms and experience is going to be different than if you're just going to go on an all-out trip. I, I, yeah, that's yeah, why right. the, yeah. Yeah, moderation is everything. And also, like, one of the things... So they're, the people that are doing the studies with the psilocybin and, like, PTSD and MAPS that, is the organization, M-A-P-S. Yeah. yeah you Google that. I'm not going to fucking break it down. The, uh... Oh, geez. What did they say? It's like, you... One of the things that they did with the dosing is they also have what they refer to as, like... You need a guide while you're there. You yeah, yeah. You need, need a shaman, essentially. You need yeah. a shaman to take you on your journey. And they well, said, literally, we're going to dose you. This person is here to help you through it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to process this. But, like, the guy, um, who apparently is, like, one of the leading mycologists in the country. Mm-hmm. And there's apparently no such thing as a mycology degree. There nope. should be. Yeah, there's not, not yet, there. anyway. You, um, they're probably so working he, on that. Yeah, so, like, he runs, like, the only institute that it's, it's completely privately funded and he studies... All aspects of mushrooms. Mm-hmm. But one of the things he took when he was a kid, because he had a horrible stutter, he's like, yeah, well, I got my hands on some shrooms. 
And then I decided the best thing to do would be to climb a tree in a lightning storm <laughs> and take the shrooms. Seems that was before he took the shrooms? Yeah. And so he climbs the tree, takes the shrooms, watches the lightning storm, has his moment and says, you know what? I don't want to stutter anymore. And then he didn't stutter. And then the next day, never stuttered again. Yeah. There's, a, there's something that it does between the ego and the id. Ego death. You get yeah. com- like Scott says, you basically get complete control over your id. There's no ego there whatsoever. Well, so, it's yeah. so weird. And then you can tell yourself what you actually want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Like um, without your limiting beliefs getting in the way. Yeah. Or you could go on a very interesting walk. <laughs> that too. <laughs> so But <laughs> don't go alone. <laughs> Never yeah, go I alone. can I cannot stress that enough. If yeah. you're on shrooms, well, do not do it alone. Don't do a hero dose and do it alone. You can take, take, take a, a body. micro dose and take be fine. But yeah, very good advice, Randy. Don't go. <laughs> trips trips, trips are better with friends. <laughs> <laughs> At least one sober person should be around if you're going to go in public. The universe will protect you, but by God, take no, somebody don't. with you. No, the, the universe, the universe will not going to protect you. <laughs> you know, that's what's weird, though, is that like sometimes you take the peyote and you go on your vision quest alone... Sometimes the universe will call for it, but sometimes the universe decides that you fucked up. <laughs> this is going to be one of those hard life lessons. And no, the universe that meme be- I read this morning, it was like, uh, it was like, oh, help me. It was a blog post. Like, help me. I took too many edibles. What do I do? They're kicking in. And someone's like, bro, you just need to ho- go outside and hold on to the grass tight before the earth or before <laughs> you float off hand, the earth. Yeah. This is going to be one of them hard life lessons. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> I fucking died. I was laughing so Sometimes hard when I read that. Sometimes you gotta just hold the... Touch some grass. Touch, touch some, some grass, grass and hold on to it tight. <laughs> you're going for Dick a ride, my friend. <laughs> and you can't get off the ride. It, you're on it. <laughs> oh, man. So, that reminds me of... Uh, I was watching this uh, TV show recently called The Newsroom, and uh, basically... <laughs> um, there's this... Uh, New the newsacre kind of, kind of guy. They're like they're having a party at his house, and uh, they're like, "Oh yeah, so we br- we brought these, you know, like edible cookies, but they're really really powerful. You don't okay. need to have a whole lot of them." And he, he's the newsacre's like, "All right, I already had two, but don't worry, <laughs> don't worry. I have a really high tolerance for these things. I don't even feel the bike." <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, wow. There's a reason they call it a hero dose, okay, guys? The guy who invented LSD, he took what was described as the first hero dose. His first dose doing it. Nobody's tested it, keep in mind. It was all a theory. Math math oh, checked geez. out. The chemical tech, the theory checked small, out. Obviously. So he's like, you know what? He Nobody knew the dosage. So he's just like, I want to take like two of these vials. <laughs> and then he had to ride his bike home. <laughs> You should look up the story. It's wonderful. It's just... It's like, and he forever described it as a hero dose because he's I, like, I struggled. I'm gonna, reality didn't work. When we're done with this, when we're done with this, when we're done with this, I'm going to show you something that I think is really hysterical, but uh, we are running low on time because okay. yeah, I'm going to be time... Minute mark. I'm going to be time lord here again. And That's be like, okay. I hope you've all enjoyed the show so far today. Thanks for Scott for stopping by. Oh, awesome. yeah. I hope Good we can time. get him back for a second soon. week in a row. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> time travel is real, people. Yeah. Follow yeah. the money. Yeah. Yeah. Follow um, the money. <laughs> just always... Have I told you guys about chemtrails? <laughs> <laughs> Follow the money. Just... Any, you know what? No matter what you say with any conspiracy, with any conspiracy theory, always end it with "follow the money." Follow the money, and then that makes it legit. It does. (laughs) It It adds so much legitimacy if you. But have you ever tried to follow the money? (laughs) 
<laughs> it leads you to chemtrails again. Yeah, yeah. yeah it always does. You it follow the money. Back. You just keep following it. You it always keep keeps following back. the money. You know why? Because at the end of that, there'll be the and money. And why? Can I ask you guys this before we close? Right. You start following the money. You go down the chemtrail rabbit hole. Aliens, abductions, LSD. You go down these rabbit holes. You start watching Bill Clinton TV. is in every one of these rabbit holes. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with that man? Are you sure it's not George Soros? <laughs> He's there in a few of them, but <laughs> Bill Clinton's in every single one. That did get There's this uh, alien abduction, a famous alien abduction, yeah, the Coronado abduction. It was who knows if it was real, but it was a supposed group abduction at a UFO conference that Bill Clinton was at, <laughs> but for a separate event that was in another room. But he was there, I so he's a him, so he's a fixed He's a fixed point well, that's reality. Real, okay, <laughs> it's like the Pompeii event. You know, <laughs> you watch It's a fixed point in time. They're using him for targeting. <laughs> he's like he's like the the ground plug on the, oh, on the when he dies, it extension the apocalypse? cord. I don't know. Maybe it'll destabilize something. But it's the whole concept of like, well, how do you track a Rick? It's like, well, you got to kill his Morty first, you know? Oh, so yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's just Bill Clinton just doesn't have a Morty around him. So aliens are tracking his signal. Oh, so he just... Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's that whole meme or where either Keanu Reeves or he a time traveler. Or one time <laughs> the aliens showed up and he gave him, you know, he got blowjobs and now they just keep showing up like... Oh, I give Bill Clinton a blowjob. Mm. And that was all that was happening. <laughs> Do you think Follow aliens, the money. Aliens are just Bill Clinton groupies. That's what this is all about. That's right. Follow the money. Follow oh. the money. <laughs> On that note. Uh, you know what? I, I'm just going to fo- follow this up with... I think the idea behind... The, a great idea when you encounter any conspiracy theory is you always just need to take that one next step. You believe in Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. There you go. It's like... <laughs> It's like, what is your opinion on the Clinton paradox? I think that is the title of this episode. <laughs> we, we believe go. in Bill Clinton. We believe in Bill Clinton. <laughs> in Bill Clinton. <laughs> on that note, you guys, uh, links are in the description. You know how the, the internet, internet works. works. The, moon, the moon landing didn't happen. <laughs> you believe in the moon. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. You believe in Bill Clinton. You believe in Bill Clinton. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Bye. 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 Screw you.